Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, marriage and relationship counsellor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship. Welcome to Relationships Turned On. This episode is going to go through the three. I think it'll probably end up being like five because I probably won't be able to stop myself. (laughs) Main issues that couples have. And I'm also going to go into the different things that you can do to help shift those and move out of those spaces. So the main issues that couples have, what do you think they are? Can you guess? I know a lot of people are probably going to say money, intimacy. They are issues. They definitely do come up, I guess. I will get waves of different things come through. It's funny how life works like that. A wave of couples around communication and conflict and then a wave around trust, a wave around unmet needs. Often these are all interrelated and interconnected. Sometimes we segment them out, but to be honest, you will often find underneath the conflict, underneath the miscommunication is unmet needs, unmet desires, it, like it, it all stacks on top of each other. And I'm sure you would have experienced that in your own life where one thing happens and then it stacks on top of another if it's not addressed and then another and then another and then we come in this place where we don't know how to get out. A quick disclaimer, this is for entertainment and educational purposes only and should not be considered advice of any kind. So drumroll, please, I'm sure it's no shock to you that communication is one of the big things and conflict that people come to me with. And it's usually around the pattern of conflict and I can't get out of conflict. They'll say, we keep fighting and fighting and fighting. We love each other. We care about each other, but we just want to, we want to be right. We want to be correct. We want to be heard. We want to be seen. We want to be appreciated. And none of that's happening. Or when I speak, they don't understand. (laughs) I say something and I think it's super, super clear. And they're like, what are you talking about? I do not get it. They get really worried and concerned and they're just like, I can't get this message through to them. And I would say a lot of those is literally because they're not using great communication skills or techniques or you're communicating distracted or you're communicating when you're not in the right state. I probably said this before, I'm going to say it again because it's so important. You have to be in a good state to communicate with one another, especially when it's about important things. We throw things out there haphazardly. We'll just throw a line out there, but that line will be so important to us. And it's just so important. And we just throw it out there in the middle of a conversation about school lunches and wonder why they didn't pick that thing up and reassure us and love on us. And oh my gosh, I didn't know you feel that way. And all of those things It's because you threw it out there (laughs) in the middle of all these other things. And women's And men's brains work so differently. Women's is an interconnected wire of all of the tabs are open where, and like we're looking at a bit of information on this tab and a bit of information on that tab and we put them together and we can connect them. And we have like just this web. It is a web going on up there of stuff. Men do not. They open the one tab, they are in it, they're fully immersed in it and they're focused. And then when they're done with that tab, they close it off and then they open the next tab. So technically sometimes when you're throwing something out there and they are in that one tab, they're not hearing it. Or there's a thousand things going on for men and women and 
we're just not focused on what's been said because we're doing all the other things. So you have to set these things up to succeed. And the other thing that I see a lot is people get trapped in the patterns of conflict. Like it almost becomes like a bit addictive. I need to be right. I, don't, I want to be right. I don't know how to break this. And there's no focus on repair. There's focus on just getting your point across. There's focus on just being right. There's focus on just, yeah, being validated as opposed to I love you, I'm on your team, let's fix this. Or I don't know the solution, but let's try something else. So I really need to stress that the biggest focus should be on the team, which is the relationship or the marriage. You want the team to win, not the individual to win. There is no winning in relationships. There's no winning in marriages. However, if the team wins or the relationship wins, that's a win. I hope that makes sense because it's very important and very key to get because it's a foundational mindset to have that applies to all of the other things. If you don't have that, it's actually quite hard to get all of the other things in place. So communication and conflict is a massive one. And then unmet needs and wants. Now, as I said before, this can stem from communication issues. But often we don't even know what we want to communicate what we want. I find this a lot They're like, I don't get my needs met, but you don't even know what you want. When I ask what is it you would like, what do you how do you feel loved, connected, and you don't know, this is something. I want you to get your pen and paper out now if you're not driving or walking and write down what do I need, what do I want, how do I feel loved and connected to my partner? Because I have to say, If you are not crystal clear, there's no way you can clearly communicate that with your partner. You just cannot. So you have to get clear. You really, really do. And it's a great exercise because when you know you feel loved and connected, and if you have no idea, you're just like, I don't even know anymore. It's been so long since I've even thought about it. Then I want you to go back to when you first were dating or when you felt the most loved and connected in your life. And what was it that those people were doing? or those, that person was doing, sorry. You can go back to when you were a kid. Sometimes it was a cuddle on the couch with your mum that made you feel loved. Those types of things can help if you're really stuck. But if you go back to when you're first dating, what made you feel so loved and cared for and special and important and heard? What were those things? And there definitely was those things in the beginning usually. So write those down as well because that can be a big clue to what makes you feel loved and connected. Now, we do all grow and change and sometimes the things that we used to love, we've had heaps of that, so we were actually looking for other things and that's okay. So be really meaningful and specific about it. So don't just write, oh, I like it when you do things for me, but what things do you like? I like it when you say things, but what things do they say? Be specific because sometimes if they say to you, I really like that shirt. You're like, oh, thanks. That's good. But if they said to you, you look, you look so handsome today, or you look, you look beautiful today, there should be no guessing games in relationship because that's a one-way street to failure. You have to say what you want. You have to say what you need. Because if you don't know, then they can't know. And that's an unfair expectation that they would know when you don't even know. And if you've never communicated what you need and want, that's an unfair expectation also. Okay. Now moving on to some of the other main things that come up. Trust is a big one. It's a big issue that will often come up, whether there has just been little things that have stacked up leading to mistrust. You didn't come home when you said you would. You didn't do what you said you would. Or there's been cheating or infidelity or something along those lines. 
trust is a big one. And trust is a foundation which pretty much everything is built on. And you can get trust back. So people come to me and go, I don't know what to do. I don't think we can get it back. You absolutely can if both people are willing and wanting to. You definitely can. It's it takes time, it, it takes work, but you definitely can. And you need to have your words and actions match to build back trust. Trust in the small things, trust in the big things, all of these things must match and align to build back the trust. Now, I'm going to give some bonus ones because I knew I wouldn't be able to stick to three. (laughs) So the other ones is obviously intimacy and affection is a big one that comes up all of the time. We don't have intimacy. We don't have affection. And I have to say when you don't have these things, you don't have the flow in your relationship. What Especially, so if I'm talking about male and female, masculine, and this can be any kind of couple, it can be a heterosexual couple or a gay couple, it doesn't matter. It's about the energy, right? So it can be a, the feminine and the masculine when they come together, they don't, they magnetize towards one another, they don't repel one another. So if you've got two feminine energies coming together, that polarizes and it doesn't create for good intimacy. But when you have the masculine and the feminine energy come together, then you can have great intimacy and connection and flow. And I have to say that when these things are good, communication is better. Trust is better. You have, you're in an amazing ideal state. You've got oxytocin running through your body, the love and bonding hormone, cortisol's decreased. Like it helps in so many ways. And it's so overlooked as a, yes, all these other things do need to be in place for sure, but it helps everything. It helps the communication flow. It helps the way you relate to one another. It helps the amount you help one another out. There's a reason it exists, right, (laughs) other than procreating. It's important for a healthy relationship. And it does actually regulate your nervous system in an incredible way. And so there's a lot of people that will say, I'm too tired, I'm too this, I'm too that. Sure, but what could it give you? I get all that, but what could it give you? Because it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't actually take away from you. It gives you something. It gives you, it's actually like stress relief. It gives you energy if you're a female, not so much if you're a male. It gives you all sorts of things. It gives you a deeper connection on all of those different levels, depending on the act itself, I suppose. But it does, it gives you those things and it creates a flow to your day with your partner, which is really, really important. Money. So another issue is money. I'd have to say this is a, it does come up, but it's not the one of the main issues that I will always deal with. It's a secondary one that'll come in. One's a spender, one's a saver, that kind of thing. Both want to operate finances differently. How do you get back on track? So I'm just going to give you a real quick one on this. It's value alignment at its core. It's value alignment. You need to know what your values are. You need to know what your partner's values are. And then you've got to positively stack them. There's a process for that to align your values around it. Because if you don't, then you constantly stay in this cycle of they spend or you save or vice versa, and you're trapped. Now, of course, I'm, there's a lot more to it than that. But that's where we start. That's where we start. So that's really important and clear communication around that, something that's often that doesn't exist because we don't take the time or we just say, you're spending too much or I want to save all that money. I want to use it and I'll be dead one day. So just let me have fun with it. And we just say stuff like that again, a little haphazardly and we don't consider, we don't think or we talk about it and we don't set our conversation up for success. 
Another one, which is another bonus one, is we don't match in parenting styles. So I do get that quite a bit. One is more like the disciplinary, one is more like gentle parenting or more of a it's okay kind of situation. And again, that's a value misalignment. A lot of these things that couples can find about is a value misalignment. And what I mean by that is you don't have to have the same values, but you do have to positively stack how your partner's value supports your values and vice versa. The other one is that we, (laughs) over time, we lose the vision. So usually we get married, we have kids, we get the house, the jobs. That's the vision to begin with. But then new season of life comes and we don't create a new vision or we achieve all these different things and then we don't create a new vision and we just float through life and we go in different directions and we wonder why. You have to have a vision for your relationship. You have to be on the same page. It's very important. And I'm going to leave the episode there today. There is a lot more (laughs) that I could talk about that couples experience. Um, I'll quickly, porn addiction, alcohol addiction, gambling, other main issues that couples experience. And there's a lot to that. (laughs) Might have to make an entirely new episode on that. But essentially that does require counseling for both people. I'm not going to beat around the bush without that. Definitely requires counseling, support, professional support, and a whole lot of communication, understanding, and empathy. And there are ways to do that. I am just stating it generally, but when you do sessions or retreats or whatever, there are ways that you do this in a deep way to get the result you're after. And actually, speaking of retreats, I have a retreat coming, which I'm so excited. I have waited for so long to create this. And it's on the Sunshine Coast Hinterland in May. More details will be coming soon, but I really recommend you jump on the wait list. It's laurapresscounseling.com.au forward slash retreat or retreats. The link will be below. <laughs> and I have one more exciting thing coming. Another one is my Relationships Turned On online course. And this will be launching in March. So coming up very soon. And this is for really for couples that maybe not sure if they're ready for counseling. They definitely need some support or maybe your partner's not interested in counseling. You can do individual sessions, but you could also do this online course. And it is amazing. I have literally put it's worth so over $2,000 of value for if you were to pay for that one-on-one. It's definitely not nowhere near that price for the course, but it's so much value in there. I put the best exercises, mindset stuff. Like there is so much practical stuff as well as the insights and the information in there as well that you can really take to your relationship and implement straight away. So you'll find if nothing else, I'm pretty practical and pretty straight to the point most of the time. (laughs) And that's what this course is. It is so, so good. And honestly, that is coming. So I just want to put that on your radar, but jump on the retreats wait list because you'll be one of the first to know that I will be releasing all of the information there probably in about a couple of weeks. Jump on the wait list. And I would love if you could share this episode with somebody that you know will get value from it. And thank you so much for listening.